Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from the Vine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you are walking with me. What we do each day is we look at about three chapters of Scripture that I'm just organically reading through in my time with the Lord, and we're going to discuss them for around 20 minutes. You're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters individually, but hopefully together we'll be able to hear the voice of the Lord as we're meeting each day. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm... Today's passage comes from Proverbs 19, 20, and 21. Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. Desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. When a man's folly brings his way to ruin, his heart rages against the Lord. Wealth brings many new friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friend. The first verse, better is a poor person who walks in in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. And so, again, the, the Lord's cry to us, really all through Scripture, but even just as good wisdom, is that our pursuit, isn't wealth. It's never wealth, and it never satisfies if it is wealth. But our pursuit should be integrity. Our pursuit should be to be holy as He is holy, to be righteous. And um, later on, it says, "Wealth brings many new friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friends." You know, and that's true as well. Even as we acquire the things of this world, even if there are other benefits that come with it, those things are temporary and fleeting. And um, I like where it says, uh, when a man's folly, that's his foolishness, it brings way to ruin. His heart rages against the Lord. And I think about how true that is, where so many people have made very foolish choices and decisions. And then ultimately, when they uh, reap from what they've sown, God gets the blame for it. And, uh, you know, and so we just need to make sure that we don't blame God for the choices and the decisions that we've made. Um, we just accept his mercy and his grace and we continue on again. Um, a false witness. Verse nine, a false witness will not go unpunished. And he who breathes out lies will perish. You know, just different, different qualities of what wisdom is. Wisdom is people who are who are dedicated to always being consistent in the truth, always telling the truth, not bending it, not telling white lies, not changing the details, not exaggerating. And uh, we all, you know, we all kind of have a tendency to do this. If you have children, you see that right away they start to want to bend and and just play around with the truth. And 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 we can't do that. Wisdom are are people who are devoted to the whole truth. Um, and then it says. Uh, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. A wise person is slow to anger, and it's actually his pleasure, or it's his goodness, it's his glory to be able to just overlook offenses. Wise people overlook many offenses. You don't always try to get uh, back for everything that's been done to you. You don't always seek to punish every wrongdoing wise people offer grace because grace has been offered to them a foolish 
son is ruined to his father, and a wife's quarreling is a continual dripping of rain. Uh, a house and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. This is going to start, this is a new concept for us, and this goes on for a little while in Proverbs, but just the understanding of uh, wisdom in having balance and peace in your home. Wise people pursue rest and peace in their homes. Wise people don't forsake their homes. Wise people carefully select their spouse, understanding that there it would be really almost no worse thing, no more annoying thing in your life than to be unequally yoked or yoked together with someone who is not wise, okay? Someone who is um, quarreling, okay? It talks about, Solomon talks a lot about the quarreling wife. That's the nagging wife, that's the wife that is always um, contentious, always trying to stir up things, always wanting to debate about things. And so uh, Solomon says here, really, your your life couldn't get couldn't get much more difficult and annoying than you marry a woman who's who's always wanting to argue with you and fight. All right, but the uh, prudent wife—that's the wise wife. He, that wife is from the Lord. So don't go out and try to find your wife, uh, because you're, if you go out and try to find your wife or your spouse, then you may come back w- with a, a quarreling one. But let the Lord bring you the prudent one, the wise one. That is just an awesome verse, because wisdom comes from the Lord. And so, in order to have, find a wife of wisdom, she would have to be in communion with the Lord. And th- one of those women, or one of those uh, spouses, men... Husbands, to the, for the Lord to, to have a, a person of wisdom you're yoked to is a real blessing to your life. I know I'm grateful to be yoked to a, a woman of prudence, and I know for a fact that she is a gift from the Lord in my life. And so, then it goes on to say, Slothfulness cast into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. Whoever keeps the commandments keeps his life. He who despises his ways will die. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord. And he will repay him for his deed. So, whoever is... There's a couple of things in this. So, number one, we're reminded again of how we're not to be idle. Wise people are not idle. Wise people keep themselves busy. Wise people are constantly moving. Now, when you think about busyness, a lot of times you think about being misprioritized. That's not true. You can be busy doing the things that God's given you. Okay? You can be busy playing with your children. You can be busy helping around the house. You can be busy taking your wife on a date night, right? You could be busy going to work every day. You can be busy reading your Bible. You know, it's just that there's, you, you want to make sure that your life isn't filled with lots of moments that are undefined and, and just moments of just being idle. Um, it, it, there's so many sins that are birthed in just, um, unidentified time and these idle moments where the enemy is able to come in and define what we're doing because we didn't already know what we should be doing in those moments. Right. And so, um, that's why it says that, um, 
we should not be idle. And then it says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. So there's been a few verses that have talked about generosity and giving to the poor. And this one puts it really well, that when you give to the poor, you give to the Lord. You know, a lot of times we examine people, but the word says, we examine people to see if they're worthy of our giving to them. But the word says, if it's in our power to help them, then we should. So it's actually a little bit when there's any kind of an opportunity that arises to be able to help someone, the examination should not be, are they worthy of it or do they really need it? The examination should be, can I really give it? And if I'm able to give to any person, you know, that that presents an opportunity for me to give to them, if I'm able to give to them, I should give to them because the word says that the Lord will receive it as his own. Okay, so even if I am, you know, if someone calls me and say, man, I need 200 bucks, my my electric bill is due. If it's really in my power to give them this $200, then I, I should know that as I give it to them, the Lord will receive it as his own. And when you give to the Lord, he'll, he'll always give back, pressed down, shaken together, running over in our laps, right? And so we need to be people that are very generous. Wise people don't constantly try to determine whether or not people are really worthy of of our giving to them because the lord is worthy of our giving to them and he says here that when you give to them you actually give to him and so you know we need to look for for look at our our um, situation you know and decide should i give and and so and the only time that i wouldn't give by the way is is when um if the opportunity arises for me to give and I'm looking at the situation and I'm calculating the cost and I'm knowing that if I give to them, that it's going to put me or my family in harm's way. Now, the spirit of the of God, the spirit of the Lord may still lead me over or overwhelm me to give in those moments by faith. Uh, anyways, and there's been many of those moments from my life and then he'll replenish it. But it's when, when I can't, um, you know, let's say I've got $500 in my bank account and I got $250 left of bills and someone comes and they, and they need $250. That money's theirs. I mean, the moment that they ask it, it's theirs. I got to give it to you. And the better that we steward our money, the more we're able to just do that. Okay. But now I've got $500 in my bank account. Someone comes to me and says, Hey, we need $400. Right. This doesn't, this isn't an automatic yes for me anymore. It's not an automatic no either. But now I'm going to need God to really, to really minister to me in this situation and for me to understand what I'm to do because I don't also, the Bible says, if I don't take care of my own family, I'm worse than an, than an infidel. Uh oh. So I got a family here too, and we can't have the power go out on us. You know, we can't, you know what I mean? And so it's like, you have to, then you need discernment and the power of the Holy Spirit to be led. But the more that you have, the, the word says we're blessed so that we can be a blessing. So the more blessed you are, the more you're able to just be a blessing when needs arise. And and when a need arises, we should be people that don't even have to ponder on it. It, it actually becomes something we don't even have to pray about. So now, sometimes we're, we're too determined that we have to pray about everything all the time. There's a lot of things in scripture that you don't have to pray about. You, you, I'm just being black and white, okay? Sometimes I send out messages to our church when there's a need. If I send out a message and I say there's a need, 
and and you know that you've got anything that you can put towards that need, then you should meet that need because you're going to be, in fact, giving to the Lord, not even to the need. And so we, we need a lot more radical generosity. Wise people know to be radically generous and to give as long as they're able to give. All right. And, and so we, uh, we, we need to, to be living more, more like that. And, um, and so it says, uh, many, or this is discipline your son for there is hope. Do not set your heart on putting him to death, right? So just understanding it's good to discipline your children. Don't, don't, don't set your heart on punishing him in such a way that's not for his good, but keep your heart on just disciplining him because there's hope for him still. Many are the plans in the mind of a, of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. We've read those kind of verses before. Strike a scoffer and the simple will learn prudence. Reprove a man of understanding. And he will gain knowledge. So when a scoffer, which is the foolish, the foolest, the the most foolish fool, when he is struck or disciplined, he may not he may not necessarily learn from it, but the naive or the simple may learn from their example, right? And the man of understanding, okay, uh, if you reprove him or if you correct a man of understanding, then he'll gain knowledge. And so those who want knowledge more will be given. And, and those who have no knowledge, when those who are running or resisting from wisdom, when they are reproved, then the person who's naive can also have a chance to grow from it as well. Cease to hear instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. So we should always be living in a constant state of receiving and getting and obtaining more instruction, more instruction, more instruction. Because if I ever stop, then I risk becoming becoming haughty. I... I, I, uh, I there now becomes an opportunity for me to, um, it, it almost works like, um, like a dam, almost like I don't ever need to close it. I need it to always be wide open. It's only when it closed does it, does it have an opportunity of drying up. So I need to keep constantly just goodness and instructions and wisdom flowing in me. I don't ever, I never need to close it up and think that I've obtained enough. Um, verse, uh, chapter 20, verse one, wine is a mocker. Strong drink, a brawler, whoever is led astray by it is not wise. You know, that's pretty plain and simple. And, you know, sometimes we debate about some of these moral issues like drinking and we try to figure out, (coughs) you know, is it sin or is it not sin and all this kind of stuff. Well, really, once you start walking with the Lord and you realize that he separated you as far as the east is from the west and he's clothed you in a robe of righteousness and now that Father God looks at you, and he sees the spotless, blemish, blemish, uh, blemishless uh, uh, version of you through the blood of Jesus. Then the question no longer becomes what is sin. Really, the question then becomes what is wise. Mm. Because I want to do what's wise. Because I want to behave as my father behaves. And then we quit trying to figure out all of these, you know, is this sin or is that sin? And then it becomes a deeper thing of, I just want to do what's right. I want to do what's holy. I want to do what God would do. Okay. So um, this makes it pretty plain to us that it's unwise to be led astray by wine or strong drink. It's unwise. Um, I think it, 
it, well, think about if I want to say what I think or not. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll just say that for those who uh, pursue after alcohol, I think it's unwise. Okay, those who strongly pursue after it, it's unwise. It's hard for me to give much more than that. Um, I would just, I would just leave it at that. It's just, it's just not wise. Um, and so it says that uh, verse four: the sluggard does not plow in the autumn; he will seek at harvest and have nothing. Okay, again, it's it's unwise to be lazy. We're to work hard. Uh, the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. This is a great verse that spoke to me for a number of years, and it, and it really it really describes the way that we should com- commune with people, because there's a lot there's a lot of depth in a person's heart. There's a lot of understanding in a person's heart, um, because we've all been sown so many seeds and um, a person with understanding or a wise person has the ability to not only communicate with people but actually to drop down a bucket inside of another person and draw out of them what's in their own heart and we call that counseling it, good counsel is is really deeper than good teaching good counsel is not for me to give you what I've got, but if I could actually draw out of you what you already have, okay, that that really becomes a blessing. And um, so we know Jesus is a wonderful counselor. And there's that this is probably one of the primary ways that he communicates with us is that when we commune with him, he starts drawing out of us what he's already put in us that we've forgotten about or haven't been to the forefront of our attention. That's what the Holy Spirit does, is he draws out of us those living waters, those rivers of living water, and and, and start calling forth to remember uh, the promises of old, uh, the faithfulness of old, and all of these things, and we're blessed by that. And so there's a way in which we should learn or or attempt to start communicating with other people in this way. Not always having the right thing to say, but sometimes just asking the right questions can be a really good blessing. Um, the righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. Uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit now. Love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you will have plenty of bread. Wise people are not overly concerned with sleeping all the time, resting all the time. You know, where body needs a little bit of it and it's good, but it's unwise to fall victim into over over resting and over sleeping. Um, plans are established by counsel, by wise guidance, wage war. Wise people seek counsel and, and wisdom from other people. Do not say, I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord and he will deliver you. Wise people don't don't repay one person to to what, what has been given to them. They don't just do back to them. They let the Lord uh, carry out their vengeance. The glory of young men is their strength, but the splendor of old men is their gray hair. We've talked about that uh, yesterday. Um, The king's heart is a stream of water in the hands of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Uh, That's pretty cool, just understanding that that wise people or a wise king um, would be like a stream of water and the Lord's hand is able to lead and guide wherever. Um, 
Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable than sacrifice. And that just shows wisdom is that what God wants from me always more than anything else is that I have a pure heart and I have actions that flow from having a pure heart. Haughty eyes and a proud heart. And haughtiness is like the worst degree of pride. It's arrogance. So it's like arrogant eyes and a proud heart are the lamp of the wicked. And those are sin. Um, the way of the guilty is crooked, but the conduct of the, of the pure is upright. It is better to live in the corner of the, of a housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. You know, that's just, we need to understand and appreciate peace. There's nothing like a peaceful household. Uh, when a scoffer is punished, the simple becomes wide. We read a verse like that earlier. When a wise man is instructed, he gains knowledge. Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will, will not be rich. And that's really it. Is And that's one of the things that comes to do with alcohol and some of these other things is that it's just not wise to pers- to overly pursue pleasure because that's the flesh's game. I'm o- I should be overly pursuing purity and righteousness and that's the spirit's game. And so um some some things like alcohol and even food and all these things can become stumbling blocks to us because they become what our flesh lust ever at lust after. Um it is better to live in a desert land with a quarrelsome wife than with a quarrelsome and fretful woman. You see, he's repetitive with this. He's saying, seriously, though, <laughs> seriously, do not marry a quarrelsome woman. Think about what you're doing. Find you a wise woman. Um, and if you're already married to a quarrelsome woman, you better start praying for that woman that she would that she would gain in wisdom and become prudent. Um, uh, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. And uh, no wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against the Lord. And the last verse of chapter 21 says, The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. And so just awesome, awesome nuggets today from the book of Proverbs and just reminding us of what wisdom is and how we should pursue it. And then just by meditating on these scriptures and asking the Lord for more wisdom, I believe we obtain it. And then we have to apply it to our lives and become people um, after his own heart, people that are wise in our dealings.